Welcome to episode 34 of the Unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we are doing episode recaps of episode 2 and 3. Of season 7. Yep. Right. And I just wanted to apologize to everybody for not having a uh, podcast out last week, but, you know, life happens and we don't get paid to do this, so... (laughs) Yeah, this is is our hobby and we have careers that have to come first so thanks right. for understanding you guys and thanks for all your feedback that you I know understand. I got we got more f- positive feedback from not doing a show than we ever did from doing this show maybe we should take breaks more often I think we should just hang it up and just go out you know like like a like a boxer who doesn't fight again after he's undefeated right genius go out while you're still on top no let not your hearts be troubled people we are not going off the air we're not pod fading anytime soon so thank you for all the positive feedback so we're going to kind of do this, since we're recapping two episodes, I think it would probably make more sense to do storylines versus this episode and then the other. Right. It'd flow better, so that's what we're going to do. So Just sort of kind of combine them all together. We're not going to be like, well, this is what happened in this episode, and this is what happened in the next one, because we don't do blow-by-blows anyway, so... Yeah, I don't think people... It, I mean, the majority of the people that listen to our podcast watch the show. So why would you want to watch the show and then come listen to two other fans tell what happened? Tell you exactly what you just watched? No, we're going to talk about some of the plot lines and you know some of the things that might be developing between characters and uh, hypothesis that we have. And that's that's where we're going to go with this. So and these two episodes combined. Okay, so wanted to start off with a storyline that I think was the inspiration for the name of episode two, which was, that's what you get folks for making Whoopi. Mm-hmm. And that would be Lane and Zach. They had said that there was going to be several pregnancies this season. That's... And we already knew about Liz and TJ's baby. So, of course, nothing big ever happens to the main characters, like weddings and pregnancies. <laughs> no, so... we're never satisfied at that point. They just leave you dangling, telling you there'll be several pregnancies, and you get two right off the bat. So, it's Lane that's pregnant. I had a feeling that's what it was, but didn't want to spoil it for some people who hate spoilers. So, um, she's pregnant, and she hates sex, which I think is hilarious, (laughs) since Mama Kim told her on her wedding night... That it's not going to be good, and she's going to have to do it once. And maybe she'll only have to do it once, like she did, and basically, that's what's happening, is... She got pregnant after the first time, Mm -hmm. and it was a horrible first time. And at the scene where she was telling Rory about how she hated sex was hilarious. She was like, you know, she was like very, she was very impressed with the hype and the myth of how great sex is and how it kept going on. That's right. That's right. She she was marveling at the uh, the the rouge that the entire world you know was was put through because that. Sex is this big, wonderful thing, and how could we be perpetuating this lie for so long and this myth? That was pretty funny. And Rory was like, well, it doesn't have to be bad. I mean, your first time's weird, but, you know, it doesn't have to be bad. And she was like, was it bad every time? She's like, every time? We only did it once. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you can have a, a marriage without sex. And <laughs> and I know that she wasn't feeling good at the time either. She thought she had a parasite. She was really pregnant. It was kind of obvious the whole episode that she was pregnant. You know? Right, morning sickness, and, and oh, I feel fine she, now. Yeah, and... sometimes she wasn't sick. And so, yeah. and then it was, you know, she finds out at the end of that episode that she was pregnant, and then 
the next episode, she still hasn't told Zach. Mm-hmm. But I, I give I give the writers credit for not dra- dragging that out. Yeah. Across two episodes, which we were afraid that they might have. Or done across that. half a season, like they did with Luke right. and April. Which is why the fact that we we knew ahead of time from our sources that she was pregnant, but we didn't know if they were going to drag it out across two episodes. So as a, it couldn't be a spoiler in, in one of our last podcasts mm-hmm. because we were afraid that they wouldn't divulge that and then it'd be a couple episodes out but i'm glad they didn't because that's gets so annoying when they yeah. do stuff like that we're like it's like a soap opera yeah the, the 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 uh what do they call that like irony that the that the uh audience knows something about the characters but none of the other characters know that you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that just bugs me about certain tv shows so i'm glad they didn't do it kudos to them but when zach found out when she finally told zach that she's pregnant he's like with a baby <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that those two are married is strange enough, and now that they're going to have a kid is even weirder. Like, that's weirder than Liz and TJ having a baby, you know? Mm-hmm. They're both going to be... That's two sets of quirky parents out there. Of course, I think it's going to be interesting when Lane tells her mom, too. And I think that Mama Kim is going to be probably thankful that it was in wedlock. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I think that she'll end up helping her out a whole lot with it. Yeah, and she mentioned some, own way. she mentioned something to Rory in, in Luke's diner, his newly renovated diner, which we'll get to later. Which we'll get to later. Um, that she said that a lot of people wait, you know, to tell people to tell their friends and family about a pregnancy for twelve weeks for like twelve weeks. So I, I wonder if she'll do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In in fear of a miscarriage or something like that. Yeah, and she's not. I don't know. She's has such a weird relationship with her mom. She might not tell her until like I don't know. She's, she's in the showing. hospital. Yeah, she's showing. <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's a nice way to say that. Right. Um, but I, I like the, the way that uh, Zach handled it. Like, like he he got clam, you know, kind of like clammed up and was like pretending like it didn't even happen. Yeah, like, or that it, he he was acting like it was bugging his roommate more, but he was sort of like vicariously showing his feelings through his roommate. Like, I think he's really freaked out. Like you know those I mean? people that are like, well, I have this friend who has this problem. Yeah. That, that was a lot like what he did. Yeah. And then once he found out Lane was stressing about it, then that's when he was like, really? You're not excited about this? And they were like, no, the baby sucks. Yeah, they both. <laughs> the baby totally sucks. Lane's baby sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, like, made them make up because they hadn't really been speaking much since their honeymoon. So that... The the baby sucking it brought them together. I guess <laughs> he's like, and that cord that, that he's going to be connected to. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> She's like, you're not even going to be in the room when that happens. He was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cute, but it's still weird. Like, well, in the and Rory had said that you know her friend Lane is married is married now. She's like nutso, and now a double nutso. The fact that she's pregnant too, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's just weird, especially when you think about season one of Gilmore Girls. Right. They're just friends. Well, no, and Lane was so innocent and immature when it came to guys and things like that. And now, six years later, she's married and she's pregnant. Yeah, she did rebellious stuff like had purple hair and listened to, you know, rock music, but now she's married and has kids. But, I mean, it's true to life because that happens for some people. I mean, some people get, you know, pregnant like right after they get married, you know what I mean? So, it's it's not like it's that outrageous. It's just it's weird for us to see it happen to Lane. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we were, you and I were actually 
a year younger than Lane when we got married, or two years younger. She's like twenty one. Mm-hmm. In the and a show, half, yeah, right, in the yeah. show, um, and we were twenty. So, but nobody got knocked up between me and you. So, it's... yeah, that would like I don't know what I, I'd probably freak out the same way if that had happened to us. So, we have a dog instead. Yeah, you know? <laughs> kids are way down the road for us. Kids are expensive, Alicia. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, dogs are expensive, so kids have to be more expensive. You think? Mm-hmm. You can't lock a kid up in a kennel all day legally. Yeah. That's true. Not for long, anyway. Hmm. Yeah, so, either way. Okay. So, that's pretty much Lane and Zach. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Luke and Lorelai... Are on the out. Well, they're they're done. Yeah. I mean, like, and she, in the last they're episode... They're done They're done The last episode, she told him that she... No, that's... That was episode one at the right. very end. Yeah. She told him that she slept with Chris. Uh-huh. And so now they're like occasionally running into each other in town. No, but before like that, that, the beginning of the episode, of, the, of episode two, mm-hmm. the intro, I don't think it's ever just been Luke in the intro. It's always been Rory or Lorelai or Rory and Lorelai. But it was just Luke driving to Christopher's and punches him and Oh, leaves. yeah. <laughs> It didn't say pretty. anything. Just knocks him out and leaves. I know. It's it's weird that way. But Chris had it. I mean, Chris saw it coming. Chris did not do anything wrong. So <sighs> no, but he knew the complications he was getting into. That's what I'm saying. But he's in love with Lorelai. Yes, he is. What I'm what I'm saying is when he, when I say that he saw it coming, he knew that he was going to get resistance like that. Is he's not naive. He knows right. he knows full well how you know involved. Luke and Lorelai are. Well, and when he called Lorelai and left her that message, he said, this isn't about Luke. He wasn't even worried about that. Like, it didn't even bother him that he got punched. He's more concerned about him and Lorelai's relationship Correct. now. Right. So, yeah. he, know, he knows that that's just the, you know, the... Guy thing to the, do. The old school gentleman in Luke was to go there and punch his lights out. That's just something he was raised to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then what was not very gentleman of Luke was the first run-in he had with Lorelai in the sh- when they were crossing the street. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, I don't even care. And then that's when he like mentions that he punched Christopher. Oh, you didn't your little boyfriend tell you? And mm-hmm. then he's all crappy about that. And then he was like, well, you're the one that proposed anyway. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai was just... Devastated there. You now you know tell. you know that he's just being hateful. To that's how he expresses his feelings. You to know, act what I mean? like he didn't care. Is to act like he didn't care. I mean, deep inside, he's hurt, and his whole you know world, as far as his relationship goes with Lorelai, is just crumbling. So that's I know a lot of people are that he's a jerk. Well, yes, his actions were very jerkish. You know what I mean? He's being very mean. But deep inside, yeah. He's but that, feel that the way. whole thing about well, you're the one that proposed. That was just low. It was that a low was a blow. blow. I know, but he hurts inside, Alicia. You have to, you have to feel for the man. You know what I mean? Anyway, so then he's rebuilding the diner or like fixing it with TJ, mm-hmm, his brother-in-law, who's not in escrow anymore. I guess. No, I anyway. guess they got their place. I don't know. No, so with no, with non-working appliances. <laughs> So, while they're at Luke's fixing it up, TJ's like, oh, you want to go get a cup of coffee? It's a diner across the street. <laughs> and he's like, what diner across the street? And it's Kirk's. Yeah. It, it even has a little, <laughs> little sign. That's... No cell phones. 
Yeah. No cell phone signs inside, but then like out, like the, the Kirk's sign is like the coffee cup. The coffee like mug with the same font as Luke's. And he has Kirk's. the same menu and he yeah. has a flannel shirt <laughs> and a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> But it's outside. Right, right. It has to be. That's where he's. And he offered up. Luke a job because yeah. he knows he's unemployed right now. But he already now. had applications made <laughs> out and he gave to him. He was talking about how he's an entrepreneur and how he saw a need that Stars Hollow needed a place where they can come and enjoy a cup of joe and a friendly <laughs> smile. And he's like, they have that place. It's called Luke's. It's right across the street. And he was like, Luke is giving him a hard time for naming like a first name place and like that he got that from him and kirk was like what about denny's yeah he's like i don't think you're the first person who's decided to name the restaurant after themselves Luke. that was just an awesome awesome scene and like that alone makes the whole crashing into the diner totally worth it yeah just to see that so but it was funny because then kirk was like will you step outside with me you can't talk to me like that inside my diner and he was like <laughs> inside the whole thing's outside <laughs> Now the, the you mentioned uh, him crashing into his diner, mm-hmm. uh, which got quickly fixed. Yeah, and so that makes me my prediction that they were going to do that to free up some of his time is gone. I mean, they fixed that in an episode, and the next one over, you've got Miss Patty and Babette okay. sitting in the newly you know repaired diner trying to determine what's so different about it the only thing we could tell that was different that they were shooting from a different camera angle which they've been doing a lot this season they yeah they they had their traditional places they had cameras affixed to or you know planted and they'd you know maybe do some pan and scans or not pan and scans but they they would move a little bit but it was always from one vantage point in luke's well now it was like the camera seemed like it was back near those cabin or those uh, shelves that tj built built, which they've never shot from over there which would Made it might have added to the idea that Babette and Miss Patty saw something new in the place, whether it was right. the drapes or the windows or the mugs. And or- the lighting was different in there too, mm-hmm. so who knows? But like, the, I know a lot of people have complained about the new camera angles. Like really? the when Lorelai and Luke are crossing the street and they meet that way, they've never shot from an angle like that before. Mm-hmm. Or when they meet up in the grocery store later that night, right? But you've got you've got new people on staff right. with the seventh season, and they're gonna t- they're gonna put their own unique touches on, uh, you know, the, the way the cam the you know the the set of it and the uh, what's the other word I'm looking for, just. Thing. Angles, basically, you know right. what I mean. I mean, and the frame. The show has to of. keep things fresh and new to keep vi- viewers too. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing they, I'm surprised they never did change was the intro yeah, to the show. They added a couple. I think they added. Uh, we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah. Some of the changes, but if you look at like Veronica Mars, though, it's already completely revamped. The in- the intro, like it's the same song, but it's a lot slower and it's just like a little darker. It's like. It's like um, snapshots of them, then actual clips from Mm -hmm. episodes. It's like Veronica Mars' college years. (laughs) Veronica Mars' college years. So, (laughs) I mean, it's different. I really like that song, so that was something to get used to. And three seasons in is a weird time to change, whereas like seven seasons for Gilmore Girls would probably be weird to change. Right. Another I don't know. I just I think change is good to a certain extent, but I don't think it ruined the show or anything, which is what a lot of people are saying. I mean, if you think oh, that I camera angles are going to ruin a show, then you don't really care about the show, in my opinion. So Right. And then you have stuff that they have continuity through the seasons, like the Q music and the Sam Phillips stuff. Uh, you know, the- and you, like when Luke went to punch Christopher out, it was that... 
you know, the music that was playing. Like, you know something's going down. Yeah. So they have those that are still the same. They haven't changed them. And that's what's going to keep Gilmore Girls the same for the diehard viewers that, you know, fear change like me. You do fear change a lot. Even bangs on me. Freaked him out. Yeah, so Lisa got bangs and I was scared. And then I got them and what happened? They look great. Mm-hmm. They look way better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Very Alexis, Alexis Bledel. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so. But I, I just. He fears change. All in all. He eats the change. same meals every day. I, don't, I go to breakfast every morning and the lady that makes my breakfast, I don't ever have to order anymore. I just come in and just start talking to her and she makes it because I don't ever change it. It's a thing I got. I fix the same meals every week because he doesn't like anything new. Mm-mm. I wonder if that means I have some sort of mental thing. I don't think that's the only thing to answer that to. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you set yourself up for that one. Okay. You, like, handed it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would have been stupid not to take the bait, you know. Okay, so back to Luke. Uh-huh. So, you know, he tells TJ, before the diner's fix, obviously, he told TJ that him and Lorelai broke up and... Liz had him over for dinner, and she's like, oh, well, you guys were never in sync anyway, and, you know, you should have told her about April and all that. And that was, like, the most sound that Liz had ever... Yeah, she was very level-headed. Maybe it's because she wasn't drinking. (laughs) Her white Russian was a virgin, so Uh I was very impressed. Maybe she actually had an intelligent thought, Mm -hmm. so that scene wasn't as unbearable as it could have been. Of course, they didn't know their stove was broken, and she... Couldn't figure that out. But anyway, so then that was led up to what, how Luke and Lorelai ran into each other at the supermarket. You Correct. Know? He, he decided, Luke decided to go out and make dinner. Right. And Lorelai was there to buy ice cream. She was avoiding Dosey's yeah, market. because she figured that Luke might be there. But then Luke was there because it's close to listen TJ's. Mm-hmm. And so then they had a nicer conversation there, you know, Um he apologized or whatever for being a jerk and said he is hurt or, but you know, they'll work, they'll get over it eventually. And they weren't right together and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Of course she looked devastated the entire time. And this leads up to why she was buying ice cream. She was buying ice cream because she got chewed out by her daughter for real, for not following the proper breakup procedures. You don't go sleep with Rory's dad, you go buy a pint of ice cream and get a bad haircut and right. cry and watch an affair to remember. Yeah, you don't go and have sex with my dad. Right. And I think she was pissed too that Lorelai didn't tell her that. Mm-hmm. And that it happened, like the way that Rory found out was that Christopher was leaving Lorelai a message on her answering machine and he mentioned that and, you know... I think Rory could really empathize with Luke because Logan did similar thing to her when they broke up. He went and had many blondes for Thanksgiving, as she said. So I think that she was compassionate with Luke in that aspect. But, you know, that you did get to see her, like, Lorelai recreate Asia for Rory, which is really cute and a nice thing to do since Rory didn't get to go to Asia for the Mm -hmm. summer. So Lots of Hello Kitty stuff. (laughs) Hello Kitty and dessert sushi that she made herself mm-hmm. so that was pretty funny but um yeah so then again that's why Lorelai wouldn't buy ice cream so so now that Rory knows about the breakup Lorelai has to tell her parents right. which is another thing she was dreading and that's the scene that opens up 
the in the l- Lorelai's first cotillion episode. Correct. And she's dreading telling him, and she's trying to create some excuses to not go in there, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they get in there, and the some little girl meets them at the door and takes their coats, and it's some uh, what was her? I can't remember what her name was. Charlotte. Charlotte. Like Charlotte's Web. Oh yeah. So they get Charlotte's there, and she's only there because Emily is uh, coaching her for the cotillion that's coming up. And she missed a class, and so she's there to make up her class by learning table manners. And Emily is bipolar in this episode, apparently. Yeah, she was real moody. Like I know that Emily can be Emily and be hateful sometimes, but, but it was like they made special. They took special care to make her dialogue. She went from. Like, nice to bitchy in zero to 60, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty quick. It was crazy. It was like she was complimenting Charlotte on how she was doing, and then she was yelling at her for not for her ice being melted. Mm-hmm. And then later she was at Another the Dragonfly. S- right, because uh, Michelle had scheduled a tea party for, for Emily, but didn't tell Lorelai to be, you know, to try and cause some drama. And when she gets there, Suki's got stuff prepared and got some new things and wants to try something new. And that was like little, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich things like for little, the girls. Yeah, instead of like, but they're like finger food ones, you know, like instead of the grown up like crab meat or whatever it was. Yeah, and she just went off on her. Yeah, and was like you know they're not animals and blah 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 you know like really snapped at her and then just went back to being normal. And then at the cotillion, when the music was playing, she was like talking to them, asking if they're having a good time, and she was like, "Oh, what are they playing?" And like went off and chewed out the band, you yeah. know. So that was it was really out of character for her. I mean, she can be like I said, have her catty comments, but normally when she has her catty comments, she says them in a way mm-hmm. that she still sounds like the most polite person in the world. So they're either trying to write in her being bipolar, or they don't have the the they're not grasping the nuances of Emily the character, and they're having trouble writing for her. And this is the first time we've seen Emily this season, right? right. The, I mean, it, it very well may be that we're missing the mark on the bipolar thing, and it's just that the new writers can't really get that flow, you know, that the uh, the Paladinos had for you know making Emily who Emily is. Right, but it's just really strange that it happened in every scene she was in, and yeah, it was like I couldn't point. even enjoy the scene because I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Mm-hmm. You know. And I was waiting for that to materialize into something in this episode, and it didn't. I mean, as far as like explaining why she was on edge or why she was snapping at people. But maybe they are setting something up for later, and then you're like, oh, okay. Could be. I hope that's what the case is, and that they're just not sucking at writing this character because they seem to do an okay job with everybody mm-hmm. else. They still have the you know the back and forth with R- Rory and Lorelai that's really good, and the other characters. Yeah, it's been doing pretty good. So I hope that that's you know all it is is that. They have this plan for her character, so... Well, while they're at, at dinner, Lorelai finds a moment to interject and drop the bomb that her and Luke have broken up. And, and they could care less. The parents could care less. Or at least because they have got mixed company and they didn't really want to get into it. And they weren't too fond of Luke to begin with. I mean, they were cordial with them. They were going to buy him a house and, you know, invited him out to get a feel for him and stuff. But they really didn't care. And well, she they got, also probably thought it was never going to last yeah, anyway. They might have had the foresight to see that that, was, that wasn't going to last. But she and Lorelai ended up being offended that they didn't make a big deal out of it and that they didn't try and, like, you know, cause a big scene or, you know, manipulate her somehow through that action. 
So I thought that was interesting. But then, you know, Lorelai keeps on about it and just, just doesn't let it go. And she's like, okay, don't you want to know what happened? And Emily's like, I'm sure Luke did something wrong. And then that pisses off Lorelai even more. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. You know, you don't know that. How do you automatically assume that it was Luke's fault? You know, and right. she's like, okay, well, if it wasn't, either way, I'm sorry for your loss. And let's move on. And <laughs> they were trying to talk about Bangalore. So <laughs> Rory was. That was her, like. Well, no, they were. Uh, no, I th- Emily brought up Bangalore, but then later, Roy was like, Bangalore! Oh, yeah, Bangalore, yeah. Bangalore! <laughs> Which is something that I plan on doing the next time a conversation gets awkward. I'm just going to yell Bangalore. So Thanksgiving dinner, that's mm-hmm. probably what we'll have to do. I, I will be yelling Bangalore. Okay. If it gets weird. Then we'll have to ex- explain to people what that is. So, One thing I wanted to throw in that we forgot to mention about Luke before we go on is he has a new baseball cap. Yes. He has a new baseball cap, and Rory has a new cell phone. But his new baseball cap is because he's not with Lorelai anymore. You think? She's the one that gave him that cap. Oh, yeah. I oh, forgot about yeah. that. Good point. Mm-hmm. And so, Rory even noticed it when you she are, went into Luke's. You are such the bigger fan than I am. And I'm smarter than you. I just stand in your shadow. Wow. So, yeah, he's got a new hat. Yep. Just wanted to throw that in because I didn't want to get emails to be like, can you mention that Luke has a new hat? Because it is a big deal, but... <laughs> it's a big deal, huh? It is. It I mean, is it's, it's... I think it symbolizes that oh, okay. it's over for sure, good sure. now. Because when they broke up before, did he wear the hat still? I yeah, can't I remember. I'll get an email. Uh, but also... Rory has a new sidekick. She's got the sidekick three. Yeah. But... Don't I mean that doesn't mean anything because the next episode she'll have some Sanyo something and the next episode she'll have a you know a razor phone again. So it must never- be different in Connecticut because here you can't get a new phone for like two years without costing you tons of money. And I, I don't think Rory has anything but a part time job right now. I know I don't know what that means. They whoever's working the props, please stick with the cell phone. It's bugging me. I'm one of those weird people. Or send us the cell phones. Something. I want to try out the new sidekick. <laughs> Or I want a pink razor to switch up with my silver one I have. You like, know? like Lorelai does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got matching cell phones depending on what she's wearing. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm one of those weird people that notices like, okay, if Emily takes a drink of her water and then they cut over to Lorelai and they come back and she's got a full glass of water. You know what I mean? And nobody. You didn't see the maid fill it up, David. That's what I'm saying. But like, or the maid didn't even come in, or somebody was smoking a cigarette, and it'll be almost down to the butt, and then they'll just click over to like they'll switch the scene or the uh, the you know the angle over to somebody else, and they'll come back, and their cigarette's got you know more length to it. I notice stuff like that, and it bugs me. I'm a weirdo. What are you gonna do? I don't, supports you know the fact that you have a mental problem. I don't have a mental problem. I just <laughs> I'm I'm just detail oriented. Right. Okay, so because of the wacky way that the Friday night dinner went and, you know, blew Lorelai's expectations for how her parents are going to react, she starts to overanalyze every part of her life and everything that she likes and dislikes and blames it on her mother. And I don't know if I'm going to get this right or not, but basically she's saying, do I like what I like because I like it or do I like it because my mother doesn't like it? That's exactly what she was saying. Okay. You got it. So she thinks that she just liked something because her mom hated it. Right. Or she hated something because her mom liked it. And I think that she just got that, not but just because of the way they acted about Luke, but like seeing that little girl and the way she was acting. Mm-hmm. 
But then, then at the cotillion and at the tea, she saw how like that one little girl reminded her of herself because she wore like tennis shoes and she was acting up, and mm-hmm. that's a very Lorelai way to do stuff. Yeah, that was sort of a you know, at least for the plot line and the way they wrote that, you know, like a little looking glass for Lorelai mm-hmm. to see herself decades ago through that little girl. Right. So. So then she was, you know, wasn't sure if she liked pop tarts or not, and things like that. So. That was. I know that in the previews that confused a lot of people, and then that kind of explained itself. Like when Lorelai was saying all that stuff about whether she liked stuff or not, mm-hmm. they kind of they explained it pretty well of why she was thinking that way. But it was funny scene and confusing, but funny and very Lorelai quirkiness coming out. So it was funny. I liked it. Um, another little quick sub thing was uh, Paris's entrepreneurial venture that she has right now with her SAT things. That was hilarious. Paris, it's just... (laughs) Good, good, funny scenes. And my favorite quote was, I'm not your boss anymore, so you've got five minutes of friend time. Go. (laughs) And Rory wasn't interested. (laughs) She's like, uh, no, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she don't even mean to her. She was like, you don't see any of the students falling in love with me, do you? (laughs) They don't fall in love with people who make them want to crap their pants. Because <laughs> the guy that Rory's tutoring is like all goo-goo eyes for. Yeah, and stuff. I'm going to crush. I wonder if that will turn into something. Because they've already established his name. And Benji. Like, Benji. And, sh- and she's told Logan about him. So, I don't know. I wonder if that will come in. Maybe like another episode. Well, he's in high school. So, he, yeah. it's not like you have anything to worry about. But. No, but I'm just saying, like, what if he does something goofy or yeah. funny? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. So I feel bad for Rory because other than working part time at the, you know, the SAT prep place mm-hmm. tutoring, she doesn't really have much going on. She doesn't have a lot of friends, and Logan's in London, so she seems kind of lonely. I know, but I enjoy that because I th- <laughs> no, I do. I think what? Well, I, I think that R- Rory or slash Alexis Waddell looks cutest when she's mad or lonely or sad. And you just want to comfort her, don't you? I just, you know, I just want to say it's going to be all right. Well, I was, although I was upset that in the second episode there were no Logan scenes, I'm also kind of glad because I know that, like, characters like Matt Zucker are only contracted for maybe half of that season. Mm -hmm. And I don't want them to use all of that up in a five-second phone call. Right. So, although it sucked, you know, I'm glad. Then we get to see him in the next episode. He has two conversations with Rory on the uh-huh. phone, uh-huh. one at the office, and then one, Uh-oh. and you know, the writers, thank you for this, this is why I think you guys are doing a great job, <laughs> whoever decided to have Matt Zucker be shirtless in that scene, thank you, I think we all needed that. Uh-huh. He could have just as easily been wearing pajamas. Oh, he was wearing pajama pants, uh-huh. I'm sure. Maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stop it? <laughs> We're trying to keep this show above a certain level here. Oh, okay? Up. Let's just keep it... You're talking about comforting a vulnerable Alexis Bledel, you uh-huh. perv, so whatever. Oh, but I'm not talking about, you know... Anyway. <laughs> her articles of clothing. Anyway, it just, you know, it made that scene so much better that he was shirtless. Mm-hmm. And then he sent her, like, a dirty text message, too, mm-hmm. in bed. And, uh, so, you know, and I can relate to, to uh, Rory because I don't text message, so, like, the whole time she's like, what I get? And... Kind of find out there was this little mail envelope icon in the corner. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, you did what? I sent you this text message. I'm like, no, you didn't. And I look, I got a little message waiting icon. Mm-hmm. Don't text message me, people. 
Although hole in the script there because remember when she first got the sidekick and her oh. and Christopher oh, good were point. going back and forth. She was like, text crazy then. And they were like texting faster than you can actually say the words. It was like a little fake. Yeah, so how now does she not know how to text? Maybe it's her new phone. Ah, the side, last one was just a sidekick. This one's a sidekick three. Maybe. New, new graphical user Maybe. interface. Maybe. I don't know. They just don't do a very good job of being consistent and stuff like that. So... They need to. They anyway, need to, they need to hire some rabid fans. Whatever it, you know what? Because she was confused about the text message, it made her call him at one o'clock in the morning in London, and we got to see him shirtless. So it was worth it. Whole script was totally worth it because you got to see him at Zuko with no shirt. Ah, <sighs> I'll let it go this time. Look, we needed that. Okay, I think the television's sexist. <laughs> why? What? I mean, why does Matt get to go around topless? This is crap. Why is he the only one? Why? Oh, because he's a guy? He has, he has special privileges? Are you okay with a male actor having more privileges or more freedom on television than oh the female God. counterparts? Doesn't that make up. you angry, Alicia? It's just the same way guys can do shirts and skins, and they can be skins and girls can't. Mm-hmm. It's not proper. I think so, too. This is crap. I want to I wanna start a coalition for equality. I think TV is sexist. Otherwise, there wouldn't be the Airy Girls. Oh, geez, Airy. I don't even want to talk about them in this podcast. Well, I just I had to. It's just been building up for two weeks. Oh, and wait. then we watched the third episode, and they played the same stupid Airy they, Girls commercial. Not, it's not even... It's not even... Like, they're supposed to be like these little moments where they talk about the show. They talked about the stuff from last week. Or they keep it so vague. Like, no, no, no. Oh. It was the same exact right, thing the same, Right. The same little plug. They're like, I don't know about Luke and Lorelai. If they're going to make it, and it isn't even like... Those chicks are so fake. They look like Noxzema commercial rejects, is what those <laughs> girls look like. They're like they're like the models that couldn't get a job anywhere else. <laughs> and they're like, here, work for American Eagle and you know, push our products on 15-year-old girls. It's just annoying because both Gilmore Girls and Veronica Mars, while they do have females that are the stars of the show, those female... The characters do not act like that. None of they they both characters would despise girls like they're portraying. They, they none of girls like that. Now, don't anyway send me hate mail about the the girls that are in that show. Th- that's not them. They are those are like they're being little actresses for that moment. Mm-hmm. None of those girls dress like that all the time. They don't get together in this like pastel uh, white and pink. They room. don't even know each other before the commercial exactly. shot. I'm sure. So you don't know? don't start telling me that I'm being hateful and that that's there there are girls like that. Yes, there are, but. None of the, the the characters in the show would despise girls Rory like that. Rory Gilmore and Veronica Mars are nothing like that. For real. And if you watch Veronica Mars, she made fun of sororities in the same episode that they had airy girls, you mm-hmm. know. Drinking hot chocolate and painting each other's nails and stuff. So I just think that it just, it's just, I don't know, it just they missed makes their me mark. Angry. They missed their mark on that one. I don't know. This is not good for our uh, CW relations. I know. This but, is bad. <laughs> but you know what? We're like talking crap about one of their advertisers. But I've gotten a lot of mail about people that that hate it, and mm-hmm. I'm just afraid that that's mm-hmm. going to turn fans away. Like, we have a DVR so we can fast forward. Thank but some Lord. people can't. You know, like, some oh, people don't. I pity you. You know what they can do, Alicia? They can go to our website while the commercial's going. That's true. Pass the, pass the time just, by going to GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. I'm just concerned for the show because I think that that's going to turn guys away from the show even more. And some girls, it's going to turn off from the show. So I just, I'm looking out for the betterment of the CW by complaining about this. I see. You're just you're just voicing your concern. Yes. Okay. I got you. People give opinions about our show all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm doing the same for them. Okay. So enough of 
airy girl abuse. Let's move on. Yeah, on to some emails. So you got some emails, uh, a few, like two or three, and I got one about Christopher, a scene that Christopher had with Lorelai. They were in the kitchen talking. Yeah, the end of the episode where he tells her that he's in love with her, and mm-hmm. he understands that you know the other night didn't mean as much to her as it did to him, and but he's been he knows it's right and all this yeah. stuff. So in that scene, there was some buzz on the internet that uh, Chris, the actor, who's what's his name. His name is David Sutcliffe. Man, you're good at this. So there was there was a talk that David Sutcliffe uh, goofed and referred to Lorelai as Lauren, her you know God given name. And we, since we have a DVR, we like rewound it and played it over and over and over. And we don't think so. No, he calls her Lore a lot anyway. As a and it sounded like he was saying Lore. And, or it was like Lore, comma, and, if like this, you wrote out the sentence. Right. But uh, he just said it fast. He was like, Lore, in, instead of saying and full out, he said, just said in, like, really yeah, fast. Yeah, so, like people do in, in because, speech. Because if you listen to the rest of the sentence, it sounds like a compound sentence, mm-hmm. I believe is what it's called. So I think that that's what it was. But I can see where a lot of people could have thought that it was Lauren. And it shows how attentive some of the viewers, yeah. viewers are, because had we not got the email, wouldn't have caught it. Right. Because we got the emails before we actually watched the episode and this time. as much as I like interchange their the actor and actress's name with their character name, somebody could come in there and call uh, Rory Alexis, and I'd probably let it slide. Like, like in my mind, might not call mm-hmm. that out and be like, hey, that's weird. I might just gloss over it. Well, that's because you suck with names anyway. Good point. You get Logan and Luke mixed up. I, so. get, I get Logan and Luke mixed up so, so much sometimes. I... <laughs> I'll, like, edit it out of the podcast sometimes where, like, I'll say Luke or I meant Logan. That happens. What are you going to do? So before we get into the spoilers, which a lot of people are waiting for, uh, I just want to let the people that aren't going to listen to the spoilers know that they can email us. Uh, I'm Dave at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. And I'm Alicia at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. You can also uh, go to GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, and on the right you'll see a bunch of different ways to contact us, you can send us an audio. There's a link there to to give us a call on our studio line, and uh, you can always email us with a wave if you want to to say hi. Or you can leave us a comment on our website. Right. So we love feedback, and we would greatly appreciate if you give us some. So, mm-hmm. and thanks to all of you who do that continuously. Yeah. yeah, I get I get calls all the time on the studio line, and I enjoy talking to people and getting the messages, but. You know, not all of them make it onto the show. So, you know, it, I, I do them when they're topical, you know what I mean? Or like if we don't have, like this I, this episode is going to run kind of long, so I don't have time to put in the uh, all the calls we've gotten. But keep bringing them in, and we will include them in some of the podcasts coming up. So without further ado, you know what that music means. Oh, yeah, it's spoiler time. So these are spoilers for episode four of season seven, and this episode is called it's wonderful, marvelous, and it's like wonderful, apostro- marvelous. No, it's like s wonderful. It's like apostrophe s wonderful, apostrophe s marvelous. So it's uh-huh. like it's wonderful, it's marvelous, but without the it. Oh, yeah. Man, the English language is actually according to TV.com, David. The name of the episode is from two classic albums from Ray Conniff. Hmm. Both albums were also released in a double edition called "It's Wonderful, It's Marvelous." So. You are the best at research and stuff, Alicia. I mean, the the dedication you have to Gilmore Girls is astounding. Well, thank you. One of mm-hmm. us has to 
put forth some effort. Oh, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just here because I'm pretty. Nobody can see you but me. Oh, yeah, good point. I've tried to talk him into dyeing his hair blonde. No. Because <laughs> I did buy him a blazer that, like Logan. Uh-huh. So if he dyed his hair blonde, that'd be kind of cool. Not going to happen. Come on. Mm-mm. Come on. No. Nope. I got the Rory Bangs. Uh-huh. It's the least you can do, Dave. This is starting to get weird. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, so back to the spoilers. So this is... Okay, you know how normally in each season it starts off right where the last season ended, right? So it mm-hmm. starts off in the spring, beginning of the summer, and then a couple of episodes in, you have this big jump, jump. Yeah. in time. Well, this is where the jump takes place. Ah. This starts out, Rory's going back to Yale. So a couple of months have pa- passed. You know, I think it was probably June in the last mm-hmm. episode. So and this now all of a sudden it's fall. August or September, right. yeah. So Rory's back at Yale, and she meets some new friends at an art exhibit, and they're very artsy, eccentric girls. Mm, you got to love when they start adding new characters. And one of them, if for those Veronica Mars fans, her on the Gilmore Girls, her name's Lucy, but she was Gia mm-hmm. on Veronica Mars, so she was the mayor, Woody's was, daughter. Yes, the daughter of Mayor McCreepy. Yeah. Mary McCreepy. And then the other one's name is Olivia, and I'm not sure who she is. But <laughs> anyway, so she meets some new friends, and Richard is going to be like a guest lecturer at Yale. That's so cool. I think, you know, they'll have some scenes together at Yale, so that'd be cool. And I think that's the way they are going to keep Richard and Emily in the show, too, you know, like their storylines. So. Yeah, have them, have them involved in the college somehow, like academically. And did, whatever happened to that building they were going to have built for? I don't know. That might get them in on season seven, like planning for that, breaking ground for that. I hope they don't blow that off like they did Rory's job at the Stanford Yeah, where they, just, where they just drop it like it never yeah. happened. Yeah, that's annoying. So, And then April comes to stay with Luke for a few weeks while Anna's out of town. So I guess that's how... Luke's storyline's gonna go. And yeah, I, and I like I, I I like her. I can't wait to see her again on the show. She's, she's just so, she's just cute. She's like a miniature Rory. She is, and she the the actress. I mean, like a mm-hmm. lot of credit goes to that little actress because she really sells that role and does a great job with it. Right. Um, Emily gets arrested. What? And Lorelai has to bail her out of jail, so apparently it's illegal to talk on your cell phone while you're driving in Connecticut. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. So that should be an interesting scene or two. Oh, man. And then the big thing that happens is pretty much all they showed in the previews, which is Lorelai and Christopher going on a date and Rory telling her to be careful and not get hurt. Mm -hmm. So... If, and I think Lorelai is, you know, is fearful of committing to a relationship, but Christopher keeps coming up with um, fun and exciting dates to woo her over. Mm-hmm. So, Like taking her to some old barn and having a movie projector go on the side yeah. of the barn. That'd be kind of cool. I could make one of those movie projectors. Cool. Yeah. Kind of expensive. No way, dude. You can do it on the cheap. On the cheap, huh? Yep. <laughs> well, luckily, Christopher's a, a billionaire, so oh, he doesn't have to oh, work. I, forget, I, I forget about the fact that he's rich. He's paying for her to go to Yale. Holy shit. I, I, I have selective memory. I, yes, compl- you do. I, compl- I completely <laughs> forgot that he was rich. You have selective memory and hearing. Yes. So. What? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so that's pretty much all of the episode, or at least all the info we have, and that mostly comes from the CW, so. Thank you, CW, for yeah. the info. Good sources. Mm-hmm. Right from the horse's mouth, I suppose. Yeah. They keep theirs vague enough so they don't tick people off, but... 
And they don't give away everything so mm-hmm. that you at least... Like, they didn't give away the fact that Lane was pregnant completely. Right. Although it was hinted at very much. So, anyway, that's all until next week. Thank you guys for listening and have a great week.